Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The front, Ward took a good mark under pressure. Having a game, Ward. Yeah. I'm by Oh, no, there we go. So there's the first one we've seen tonight. Well, that's another 50. Oh, so uh, Ward can just wander up virtually to the goal line here. Are you allowed to dissent about whether you dissented or not? Well, this is, this <laughs> this is, is against Daniel McKenzie, by the way. I, I'm thinking to myself, they've had a chat and oh. they're going to play common sense stuff. And yet all of a sudden we oh, see that rubbish. pointing he's downwards. Point, he's what? saying it's hit the, hit ground, the ground. It's hit the ground. Well, that's just rubbish. Rub- absolute rubbish. It is. Let's call it for what it is. It's, it's rubbish. It has the potential to ruin the game. You know, it could cost a coach their career. It could cost a team a premiership. I'll bet you they don't pay that in the finals. They'll put the whistle away like they do. The 10 metre protected zone it won't be paid. We cannot have goals against for that. That's not umpire descent. It hit the ground. It hit the ground. No swearing. It wasn't aggressive. <laughs> it hit the ground. It hit the ground. Okay, let's just go around the, the panel first of all before we get into the broader discussion. Hodgie, first of all, when you saw that one were you surprised that was paid umpire descent or given everything we'd heard during the week, you thought, no, I'm actually not surprised he's paid that? Um, to be honest, I, I kept quiet because I had a fair go on Monday about uh, about the couple of the 50s that were given. Um, as soon as there was an action given towards the umpire and he paid it, we thought, well, he's paid it because the AFL have told him any action like that. But the hardest thing is, is there was two or three others um, there, were, there was one late in the game. There was a hold in the ball against St. Kilda. I can't remember who it was. And they put their arms out. And I think Kelly played on and kicked it on his left. Yes. In, inside to, inside forward 50. And that wasn't paid. So imagine if that had been paid and, and the game comes back to, to under a goal. But um, oh, you sit back and I, I go through demonstrable. Was it? No. No, I, I don't think even the couple last week. Weren't. I don't think the umpire would feel intimidated by the conversations, by the actions. Um, and, and people sort of say, oh, the players have to learn. The players have to adapt. It's some part of emotion. Sometimes you, you need to figure out what the, what the, why you gave away the free kick or, or you don't want to take away from that conversation with the umpire. Um, the other thing that Brad Scott said was it's up to the umpire. And then I got confused because early on he said it's not up to the umpire, it's up to the AFL to make these decisions, but it's up to the umpire if it's demonstrable. But as soon as someone raises their arms, you've got to pay 50. So I feel for the umpires. I, I sit back and go, good luck umpire in the game because they don't feel offended, but they've got to pay the 50 because otherwise they're going to get in trouble. But then they get booed from the supporters because they're doing what the AFL mm. have told them to, to do. Like I would leave the ground that confused if I was an umpire. I, I've left my dictionary at home this morning, guys. <laughs> but I don't know what the definition of dissent or demonstrative is. But what I saw last night and the majority of ones that we've seen this year are not the two definitions that I have in my head about those two actions. Now, are they an action or a reaction to something that they're probably disappointed in, frustrated in? Absolutely they are. 
Does anyone feel threatened by it? Does the umpire feel like it's not in the best interest of the game? In my heart of hearts, I think the answer is no. Those actions aren't, and even the one last night with McKenzie, he put his hand out and for he did point a finger, he pointed out the ground. It wasn't in an aggressive, no, abusive manner. Now, we clearly understand the abuse verbally, and we all accept, and AFL players are brewing at this, they understand that those days are gone. Now, clearly umpires are mic'd up and we can hear a lot of things. That is what we don't want lower levels of football to, to be able to accept. Now, whether it's amateur footy all the way down to my kids at Auskick, that that's a no-go zone. We all agree. But it's like protesting in the city. It actually makes no difference if we believe it or not. We just keep walking <laughs> up and down the streets. But I'm going to go for it anyway, Hodgie. But what we're seeing right now, in my opinion, doesn't make lower-level football better or worse because we've got Paul Dan McKenzie pointing at the ground saying the umpire, in a not an aggressive way, that ball hit the ground umpire. And then going, yeah, you're right. I did put my hand out. Let's go back 50 metres and allow a goal. So I don't like the rule, but I agree with the concept, just not the way it's being enforced for the right reasons. Without a doubt, I think the whole reason they did it is so the supporters at local footy have a respect for the umpire. I feel it's doing the opposite. I feel bringing this in, everyone's looking at the umpire, waiting for him to make a mistake and give a 50 like they did last night so they can sit back and yell at the umpire because they disagree with the call that they've been told to make. As soon If they're doing that at home at the TV, what are they going to do as soon as there's a ticky touchwood free kick at local football? They're going to get angry because they were angry watching on TV, and that's going to f- flow through into the local footy. So couldn't agree more. Trying to be respectful to the umpires 100%. And watching at local footy, um, you see parents and they yell out over the fence at little kids that are umpiring. You don't want to see that, and you want to make a stand against that. But I feel that this that they've brought into the AFL is making it go the other way. And the, the, between the spectator and the umpire, the rift is getting stronger. Well, boys, I might be on my own here. I'm on a, I might be on a one-man island. But um, <laughs> I, I, I think I think what we're going to see, and I think for 100 years we have given it to the umpires and it's getting worse. And I, I mean, I think my generation, Dow, our, our generation, we probably got away with far too much. And it was really disrespectful for the way that we spoke to umpires. And that filtered all the way down to community footy to the point now, Dow, if I left the studio today and went to a local game, I would hear players, coaches and spectators giving it to our community level umpires, which is not acceptable. And Hodgie's right. I know I know what Hodgie's saying is we've got to be careful that it's not having the, the opposite effect, but we need to go the whole way with this. We need to go to the point where we are the best sport in the world at the way that we respect and we treat our officiating um, staff. And I think we're, all, we're already pretty good. And, you know, Jules, we had, a, we, we had a little chat before we came on air today. I think rugby union are seen globally as the uh, sport or the industry that have the best respect for their officiators. And we, we are going to be annoyed with this because we are all so... Um, uh, programmed to get angry with umpiring decisions. And um, the way that we now, when you walk down the street, when you, the way that you treat life now, we're so much better as a community with our respect and our responsibility and the way that we are changing our behaviours. We need to do that with sport as well. It's unacceptable for two or three hours a weekend to go and yell at abuse over the fence from coaches' boxes um, or on the field as a participant. So, this is, this is something that has to change and it is going to change. And yeah, I like the debate and I know we're all fired up about it. And 
Um, you know, we'll probably hear from some players. I think Benny's going to play some, yep. some some audio from some of the players before. It'll change. Players will know um, that if a decision doesn't go your way, you hand the ball to the opposition and you put your hand up and you and you and you keep going. But um, what if I told you this? And I spoke to Dan Richo, Dan Richardson this mm-hmm. week. The umpires have never had more enjoyment umpiring the game. This um, year. This year. Because... As in AFL-level umpires. AFL-level umpires yeah. are enjoying umpiring better than ever before. On the back of, I think, part of this rule. Because it's just... And I've also had the, I've also had the discussion with community umpires who they actually don't mind. And we're, we're not going to see this extended community sport because part of the community spirit is the interaction and the enjoyment that players and umpires have on the field, that's part of community suburban footy. So I don't think we're going to get to that point where it's, they're going to be ro- almost robotic, but this is a change that we need to make because we, we got away with it for far too long. And the way we've treated umpires has been disappointing and poor for way too long. So we'll, we'll be talking about this in a month's time because I mean, we all say players learn very quickly and they do. And, and, and maybe for the umpires right now, I think Brad Scott was right to say, we don't want every time an arm goes up in the air to be free kick. So it has to be the umpire's adjudication, whether they feel like it's demonstrative or not. Maybe the umpires at the moment are a little bit trigger happy because they they want to make sure they're doing the right thing. But in a couple of weeks' time, I mean, it's pretty obvious, isn't it, out in the field when a player is being demonstrative towards you or asking a question. Well, I, I That shouldn't be that hard to decipher, I challenge it? that, and I respect your comments, Sando, and yep. really well said. I do agree with, with all that. And I think we all do actually agree in principle for what we're trying to do as a game and as a yep. society. But, but I'll pose this to you off the back of that. But they're not demonstrative. So if you're, if, is it black and white or is it up for interpretation? Now, our whole game and the beauty about football is everything's an interpretation of everything. But there'd be 30 a game of black and white. But, but, don't we, but aren't we trying to make it clear? Isn't that everything that we're trying to do? Because if, if it is up for interpretation, I could give you the same action to you as what I could do to the other end of the ground and get two completely different results. Isn't that against everything that we want? Don't we want consistency? Nothing that we saw last night for those free kicks that were paid, let alone the ones that weren't, that's a different conversation, were aggressive or demonstrative. Those umpires never felt threatened. And if we're already hearing what Sandoz just said about the umpires are enjoying their job more than ever... We've also they've also been paying those free kicks, but they're never under threat. There yeah. hasn't been one where they've been abused. I said like old school. No, you can't speak to me like that. Those days are gone. These are guys with their hands in the air. And I go back to that Hawthorne example from last week. Th- those guys were having a conversation. Uh, yeah, I've spoken to an umpire that was there. Gunston did give him a bit of a bake. Okay, so that, well, that was that can, was. Can we bring up? Can yep. we bring up the Harris Andrews one then, where yep, the umpire yep, yep. goes, "If you put out your arms, it's 50. That's where this that all started. Harris, Harris Andrews, I've never heard swear in knowing him for four <laughs> and a half years, let alone be aggressive <laughs> towards anyone. Um, and I think that's where I agree with Dale. Where it's not a decision if they feel under threat or it's been aggressive. It's it's clear if you put your arms up or argue in any way that people can show that you're semi questioning the decision. It's bang, it's 50. Because there's no way the Harris Andrew one, and even he, he was like, "Sorry, mate, if you put your arms out, it's 50." He said it as casual as you like, because Harris is like, "What was what was that for?" Um, so that I, I have to agree with Dale there. It's it's not up to them and their decision making. It's up to what they see. If they see arms go out in any way, thinking or questioning the decision they made, it's bang, it's 50. Whether they feel it's a threat or not. So, open question to you guys. So the ones that weren't paid last night, I think there was roughly eight of by definition, mm. without the interpretation by definition, there was probably eight last night. Why do you think the umpires didn't pay it? They didn't feel it was demonstrative. Probably. But isn't this like any rule we've got? It's not black and white. 
One umpire yeah. sees a holding the ball different to another umpire five minutes later. Like, there, there will be the odd mistake from an umpire because they see it differently. Well, it's, like, all, it's, it's, it's almost the romance of our sport a little bit too. Like, if you look at soccer, if it's, if it's offside, it's offside. It's black and white. If it's handball, it's handball. It's black and white. We, we love this debate about, like, is, exactly what you said, Jules. Is it holding the ball? Did he push him in the back? Um, did he mark it? We, we're probably the only sport in the world. A mark, you actually don't have to catch it. It can be touched here. Yeah. No, no. I mean, you can hold it for, I don't know, what is it, three seconds, yeah, you four don't have to seconds? Hold the whole time. Yeah, like in cricket, if you catch the ball, it's, he's out. But if you drop it, he's not out. Mm. But in football, <laughs> you can still mark it and drop it and still get paid a mark. So we've got all, we've got enormous amount of grey in our, in our game, which, which we love and what's, what makes it great because we're talking about it here this morning or this th- afternoon. Do you think this will go away? I think in a month's time it will calm down. Yeah, I do yep. too. I, do I too. agree. I, I think it will calm down. I still think there will be significant moments or examples yeah. where it is inconsistent, which I think is the frustration of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just uh, quickly play what Scott Pendlebury said this week. He, he wanted to handball it to us, us in the media. <laughs> you, let's have a listen. you. Don't you do that. <laughs> you are part of us when you've got those cans on. Now let's have a listen to Scotty Pendlebury. I feel like the media is the last group to understand it. The players all have a handle on it. The coaches pretty clearly say, you know, we know what to expect, but it's the media, guys commentating games of football that seem to have a big issue with it. And then that goes into the public forum because it gets spoken about so much. As players, we are so clear that anything we do will be 50. Okay. So Scott says it's the media don't understand it. I introduce you to number six from Hawthorne. James Sissy. Yes. Can we, can we just... Sissy isn't the clearest bloke. Right? So can, we, can we get bad, a better bad, example bad of sample size understanding? Of the AFL community. We'd like a new witness, please. <laughs> but that was, that was a bit silly from Scott Pendlebury. I mean, we had decisions last week where the umpires came out and said we actually missed those. Mm-hmm. We had players completely bamboozled while they were penalised, like Harris Andrews. We had James Sissy saying they're not knowing the rules. I think this, Jack, this, Jack Rewald had a similar conversation. This not, wasn't a media beat-up, Scott. This was a serious issue on the field last week. No, I didn't think that was Scott's. And we all respect Scott. He's one of the greatest players of all time and highly intelligent. I don't think that was his most accurate comment. And the reason I say that is if Scott was here right now, I'd ask him to explain last night to me mm. because that wasn't consistent and it wasn't clear-cut. And we had worse examples than the ones that were paid that weren't paid. So... It's it's not our rule. We're just trying to hold it to account, and probably for us. And as Scott said, to get a better understanding because we don't get it. And I know when you speak to a handful of plays, they don't get it. I think also we're in touch with the public a lot more than what players are because players get out of the they get out they go and play football they jump back in the car they don't really mix in. I, I travel a lot um, <laughs> now, being up in Brisbane, and you talking to the supporters, and they're going, "Why was that?" Like they they they're not in touch with the rules. They didn't because that, for one, they didn't know about the rules about the descent, putting your arms out, arguing. The players and the coaches got told and, and showed vision of what's accepted, what's not accepted. We were the same as all the other supporters. So I finish a game, I walk to the car, and you get 15 questions on why the, why was that 50 paid, and then at the airport you get another 25 questions on on the same stuff. So. Uh, I kind of have to agree. It wasn't Scotty's best moment, but look, I, he, he was trying to look after the AFL. But clearly, the um, the explanation needs to come out to the media and play uh, and, and spectators just as much as it does the players. Should Brad Scott front a, a media conference or for more clarity post this round, like he did last week? Uh, let's see how the rest of the round points out. I'd be interested to hear from him whether when they review the game last night, whether the Daniel McKenzie one he thinks is right or not. Mm. To be honest, I reckon that would be the worst thing because it's just going to continue to get talked about. I reckon 
put it away, let the umpires umpire how they're going to do it. We'll determine whether we like it or not just by talking about it. But I think in the next next month or so, as you said, it's going to ease up, as it always does. They bring in the rules strong, and then it will go back to common sense from umpires and the AFL back on what the umpires are going to do. That's a pretty good message from Mason Wood, from the players' point of view. It's something that can cost you big time. So they're going to have to adapt pretty quick, whether the they sounds, like it or not. By the sounds of Mason, they're trying to use it to their advantage, hoping or predicting that the opposition will be the ones that mm-hmm. don't adapt quick enough so they could get some free yardage out of it. It, it makes a bit of sense. Yeah. yeah. So, Hodgie, do you think in a month's time we'll still be talking about this or do you think it's actually going to settle down pretty quickly? Oh, I think it's going to be like the, the holding the ball or the, the duck in the head. Um, we're going to accept it because we love the game and we have to. Uh, and there's going to be the old howler that we're going to talk about, but I don't think it's going to be to the extent of what we have over the last week or so because it's new, it's fresh. Um, a lot of people don't like it because it's not what we're used to. So there's no doubt in a month we're still going to get one which we'll disagree with and, and it'll be raised, but it won't be to the extent to um, be covered as much as or as in-depth as what we are at the moment. I want to pose the question whether we are actually missing some of these then in regards to arms out. So what we're seeing is the 50-metre penalties being given away when you give a free kick away. So the mm. example last night with McKenzie, he thinks it hits the ground, so he reacts to the umpire. The one that we're missing, in my opinion, is when you, for example, lay a tackle and you think it's holding the ball, there's players still turning around to the umpire with arms out. But that's prior to a decision being made, isn't but, it? But is that not dissent? Is that not still well, questioning that's, that's, an umpire's but that's decision? that's asking for the call and where if they've made the call, then you're, then you're complaining about the call. So you there's can, so you can put your arms out appealing for a oh, free yeah, kick, 100%. but you can't put your arms out yeah. out of disappointment so for giving away if, a free if kick. It's wrong, if you think that that's deliberate, you can go, hey, umpire, deliberate. But if he's gone, no, it's but not you just question. But you just questioned a, a but umpire's call. Hasn't, it hasn't been made yet. But he there was a no call, but you're questioning but an umpire. But that, half the time they put their arms out before the umpire's even made a decision. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, uh, just throwing it out there. Uh, you can either pick it up, Jules, yeah. or put it straight back <laughs> down. That's your choice. It's clear as one. Hey, before we get to the break, one more about umpiring. What would you make of Cody Waitman's comments this week that he feels one of the strengths of his game is playing for free kicks? <laughs> is, is that going to come back to bite him? Yes. <laughs> Imagine what Hodgie would do to what him. Imagine what Luke Hodge would have done to him. But he could get the, his head knocked off his shoulders and it'll be play on. If, if you're going to come out and, and the umpires, umpires are doing as good a job as what they possibly can, especially when there's, like, the game's as fast, blokes are as strong, blokes are as courageous as what they've ever been with putting their head over the ball. If you come out and openly say that, yeah, I'm pretty good at this, I can, uh, <laughs> yeah. I can get a free, a free kick that's not quite there for an umpire. If I was that umpire and talking to a few umpires um, now that I've finished, that they sort of, they knew the people that ducked their head a little bit and they would they'd sort of let him cop one here and there unless it was a big one and it was pretty obvious. But there's no doubt the umpires are going to hear that. And then if he doesn't get one or two the next next couple of games, I reckon he might know why. If you were coaching him and he said that, would you be thinking, Cody? Yeah. Why do you say that for? No, that was a disappointing <laughs> comment, wasn't it? Um, he had a very good game, though, last week. You know, he, um, For a player in his post game that said, I didn't feel that great today arriving at the ground and I've, I felt a bit flat in the you know warm-up and then four goals in the first quarter. But... Yeah, I think I think we do like that. I, I actually don't mind these young kids just expressing themselves a little bit. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, don't take that away. If that's how he feels, say it. Yep, yep fair enough too. Uh, after the break, <laughs> oh, this will be fun. Let's get stuck into what the hell is going on with the red and black. <laughs> it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.